Mike's Daily Podcast. Episode 1468. 1468. We'll have Madame Rutabaga, Valentino, Bison Bentley, that's the plan. Mike's Daily Podcast. Last night I went to an amusement park called Pirates of Emerson. Happens around Halloween and it's fun. There's lots of dust everywhere though because it's built on a dirt lot with rocks. It looks like it's like a rock quarry. I stepped on so many rocks last night when my foot didn't feel good. Mike's Daily Podcast. My foot's all there. Because my foot needs stability. It needs pavement. It needs Mike's not Daily Dirt Podcast. And rocks. Yeah. I don't like stepping on rocks. I feel much better getting that out. Um... I had a, it was a lot of fun. We went, it was a group of us from this radio station that I work at on the weekend. What was really fun was we met up with a friend who lives close by to the fairgrounds and she has a wonderful boxer, kind of like my dog, Basil the Boxer. And this dog named Ozzy, so cute, so wonderful, was running around and There's this one guy I work with who just pokes fun at me. He goofs on me constantly. Constantly. Oh, someone walked in. Hello, Michael Masters. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Neither did this guy. Yeah, Mike, this is Valdino, the parking attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Do you know that? Yeah, Mike, carry on with your story there. Yeah, your story. Do you know that? Man, Bison, you sound not so good. But... So, uh, we have, oh, U.S. Secretary of State Tillerson visiting Kabul on an unannounced visit to Afghanistan. Hmm. Wonder what that means. And here's today's podcast picture. It is not from the amazing evening that I had yesterday with the pirates. No, because if you try to take a picture of anything happening at the pirates thing, there's all this dust in the air. You come out with this big, blurry, dusty picture. It looks terrible. So, no. The podcast picture today is of us. Now, the Halloween pictures begin at mikesdailypodcast.com. And this one is of a local Castro Valley, Pod Castro Valley place, not too far away from my house, where they've done up their own little DIY haunted house, haunted front yard. And it's so cute. And they got this big cemetery sign. And over there, you see a picture of someone trying to get out of a coffin. It's a lot of fun. You can see it there at mikesdailypodcast.com. But back to what we... Oh, so yeah, the guy that criticizes me constantly... And he was making fun of my pants. He was like, Mike, you've got 70s pants on. <laughs> well, good old Ozzy the boxer went over 
and just completely unannounced peed on him. Peed on his pants. Peed on his pant leg. And the owner was shocked. She's like, he never pees on anyone. That's not something he does. So that was wonderful. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. So that was the best part of the evening for me. And a big thank you to that boxer. But my dog, when I got home, could smell that other boxer on me. And Basil was not having it. He was not happy. He, he kept looking at me like, what? Am I being replaced? And I gave him a big hug. And I said, no, Basil, no. I don't know if he understood me, but I would like to think so. So a lot of stuff going on today. There's the uh, story in the Washington Post that lawmakers find Trump to be an untrustworthy negotiator, even though, like William Shatner, Trump was supposed to be the negotiator. So, uh, as Trump prepares to visit Capitol Hill on Tuesday to unify his party ahead of high-stakes season of votes on tax cuts and budget measures, some Republicans are openly questioning his negotiating abilities and devising strategies to keep him from changing his mind. His propensity to create diversions and follow tangents has kept him from focusing on his legislative agenda and forced lawmakers, who might be natural allies, on key policies into the co- uncomfortable position of having to answer for his behavior and outbursts. But as Trump will tell us, he knows what's good and bad. I know what's good and bad. But it is very different what you get into the Oval Office. But all my life, I've heard that decisions are much different when you sit behind the desk in the Oval Office. In other words, when you're President of the United States. (laughs) It's like he was looking in the mirror when he said that last part and giving himself a thumbs up. When you're President of the United States. Look at you. Look how handsome you are. Look at that hair. It just... Oh... So National Democrats are jittery about the Virginia governor race. Did you know that's a thing? The DNC gathered over the past week in Vegas with one worry on every activist's mind. Virginia cannot be lost for the governor's race. It's a surprising case of the jitters over a place that hasn't elected a Republican to statewide office in eight years. And that voted resoundingly against Donald Trump last year. But nationally, Democrats haven't won a marquee race since losing the presidency. And they lag Republicans in fundraising. A loss for Lieutenant Governor Ralph Northam against Republican Ed Gillespie on November 7th could stir doubts about message and strategy. Just as the Democratic Party is gearing up nationally for next year's all-important midterm elections. That according to the Washington Post. And I think that's about as... Oh, and now um, Mueller, the investigator, uh, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, is looking into Tony Podesta and the Podesta Group. The probe of Podesta and his Democratic-leaning lobbying firm grew out of Mueller's inquiry into the finances of former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, a 
a special counsel, uh, Mueller, has been tasked with investigating possible collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. So that's interesting. Because so far as I have been reading this story, he's only been looking into Republicans and people that were working for the Republican campaign. So now Podesta, he's looking into a, let's see, it says the Podesta group filed a Farah, Farah Boomsier uh, registration for its work with ECMU only after the payments were reported by the media. Manafort's firm also filed a Farah registration after media reports in June disclosed its work in Ukraine from 2012 to 2014. A Farah is the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Hmm. The sources said the investigation into Podesta and his company began as more of a fact-finding mission about the ECMU, that would be the European Center for Modern Ukraine, and Manafort's role in the campaign, but now has morphed into a criminal inquiry into whether the firm violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Jeez. What the... So, Trump all... He was all, yeah, you know what? There's nothing here. Why is he even investigating me? And now it's affecting the Democrats. I say it's better to get along with Russia than not. Mm-hmm. Because he loves Russia. And finally, let's look at this little thing. I wear a Fitbit. Well, as I was showing the friend of mine who has a dog, a boxer as well, I carry a Fitbit and I keep it in a plastic bag because one time I lost my Fitbit. I was walking. I had the Fitbit on my belt. This is back when Fitbit like first started. I was one of the first ones to have a Fitbit. In fact, I, when I lost the Fitbit, I wrote them and I said, Hey, I have a podcast. Do you guys want to be on it? And give me a new Fitbit. And they go, Mike, thanks for the offer. We don't really do podcasts. So here's a new Fitbit though. They ended up giving me two new Fitbits. They don't last very long. So I'm already on the second one, but uh, the, this particular model. So I keep it in this plastic bag to keep it stuff from like water from getting on it and causing it to short circuit but their first real smart watch to compete with Apple and Apple's watch Uh, after months of rumors leaks and the acquisition of smart watch pioneer Pebble uh, that's what Fitbit was doing they uh, have been planning this all along they presented the iconic it's what's called the iconic to the world It's a shiny new operating system built with Pebble's expertise. The company also unveiled its own contactless payment system meant to make running or working out without a phone feel more feasible. So you don't have to ever charge it. Like I have to charge this Fitbit every couple days or it just dies. But this is like it doesn't have to do that at all. And it's always a... Sending information to... With Fitbit, you make a website. You log on to their website. You created an account. And then you can look on that page and see... Actually, you can see how much you slept if you put the Fitbit on your wrist, I think is what... Well, now this is going to be on, on your wrist anyway. So you'll be able to see how much you sleep at night. And then also how far you walk and what kind of intensity your workouts are. So... Fitbit definitely seems to be the lead in the lead against 
the Apple Watch in the competition world. As we go outside a cafe, anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast. Somewhere in Podcaster Valley. I think I summed that up well in the compact in the Comcast world. Which in the Bay Area we live in a Comcast world. Because it's Comcast everywhere. I noticed when I was in Florida, not so much Comcast. I don't think they have any part of Daytona Beach anyway where I was at. But here in the Bay Area, there are all these Xfinity Wi-Fi spots, hot spots. And if you have an Xfinity account, you can sign into those Wi-Fi spots and not use your data plan through your phone. So it's awesome if you don't have the full, like, 8G or whatever they have these days. So I hope you found this podcast fascinating, exciting. I was so glad that the guy that makes fun of my podcast when I go to things like Pirates of Emerson, uh, he the whole night was singing the jingle, Mike's Daily Podcast. And I don't know, maybe that's an homage. Maybe that's, gosh, I have too many keys. Maybe that's his way of saying, hey, Mike, I'm impressed by you. But would he ever say that? No, because he's a guy. And, uh, and you know, he doesn't, guys, we don't show our feelings. Especially this guy who's never, ever, ever serious. He's always on the silly side. So, and that's what you get a lot of in showbiz. A lot of people that come back at you with one-liners and never the facts. Never, never, never a serious moment. Leave a tender moment alone. Though the moment isn't right. To tell the girl a comical line. At Pirates of Emerson, there was this one ride called Farmageddon, which was interesting. It had, it, it was a new attraction where they actually took pieces of old attractions that they had. One of them is this enormous uh, wild boar head that looks at you, that's kind of looking at you through the wall, and they have someone all of a sudden. Uh, push it at you and when they do it they got this loud sound go and uh, the eyes on the wild boar light up yeah it kind of does that and comes right at you and then the rest of the walk through the rest of the haunted house was all like kind of scary redneck stuff like there's a guy in a meat shop and he comes at you with a fake machete or machete and then there's a guy that comes at you with a, you know, buzzsaw and all that. So it kind of had this scary redneck side to it. That was interesting. Farmageddon. Trick or Treat was more of a, like a children's theme type. Oh, what would that have in it? That had like, oh, there was somebody standing. Like you walk through a hallway and there's someone with their feet on either side of the wall. Like one, their foot, uh, each... They had a foot on each side of the wall Just standing over you with a fake knife coming at you That was bizarre Beneath the darkness That also I think had a kind of a backwoods theme to it And in the Pirates of Emerson one they do every year uh, With pirates and there's like a ship involved A pirate ship And then we also saw Terror Terror Tories And that one also involved a buzzsaw. So overall, would I do it? I would never, ever, ever do that Pirates of Emerson on a Sunday night again. 
Because I had to get up at 4 in the morning today and I am just so tired. And my foot hurts because I walked on rocks all night. And, and it was dusty and dirty. So, to sum up, not on a Sunday night. I would probably do it on a Friday night or Saturday night where I can sleep in the next day. But it was fun hanging out with friends and seeing the guy I work with get peed on. Next show, it's going to be the wonderful Shelly Shuhart and Floyd the Floorman. Thank you. Enjoy your Monday. And we'll talk to you soon. Stay undusty. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.